Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the dark season here, now's the time to shed some light on your past season and start planning for the future. TriJoy can help. Let's have a chat, look at those results, set some goals, and work to achieve them now. See the TriJoy link on the FitSpeak homepage. We're also brought to you by Wenting Cycling Mission. Here is your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is 40th. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week, 40th. Mention that word to the staff the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, your Wenting's Word of the Week is 40th. On our program this time, a feature interview with Marie Lashley, the race director for the Abbotsford Santa Shuffle, and will tell you a simple way of getting faster and fitter the next time you go for a run. But first off, it's Fitspeaks at the Races. Over in Abbotsford, Phil Ellis and Peninsula Runners hosted their annual cross-country ramble on a sunny Sunday morning. Here are the winners. Starting off in the 2.3-kilometer event, getting third, Veronica Titova in 9 minutes and 30 seconds. Capturing second was Zach Kennedy in 8 minutes and 44 seconds. And atop the podium in 8.11 was Chilliwack's Christina Pete. In the 6.3-kilometer event, here are your top three men and women. Let's start off with the females. And in third was Teresa Blugan in 31.30. Getting silver was Tilda Cressman in 27.10, and 17-year-old Maya Koblanski from Surrey turned in a remarkable performance. She won the women's overall with an amazing 24-minute, 10-second clocking. Over on the men's side, the youngster Caden Lee was third in 22 minutes and 34 seconds, 40 years older, but 10 seconds faster Vancouver's Dave Cressman. And atop the men's race was Fitzbeak friend and podium resident Drew Nicholson. He went 21 minutes and 23 seconds. And welcome to Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines, along with our special guest, our favorite race director of all time. If, uh, if we, can we call you a race director, or are you more of a um, event director, Marie? Well, volunteer race director. Volunteer race director. <laughs> we are speaking with Marie Lashley yeah. from the Salvation Army's Santa Shuffle. So glad you could spend some time with us. Yeah, well, thank you very much for inviting me out. I guess this is our third year now, isn't it? It's our third year, and as sure as Santa's returning, Marie returns to Fitspeak <laughs> for our annual interview. <laughs> been a year since we've spoken last. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you've been up to personally, adventure racing, trips. What's your life been like in the past couple of months? Yeah, so um, so this year, actually, starting in 2018, um, my uh, running group and I kind of uh, labeled it the year of the trail. And so we did, we were out on the trails a lot this year, actually. We did quite a number of uh, trail races out in Squamish, a lot mm. of them. Um, and it kind of culminated with a trail half marathon uh, out in Squamish, the Run Like a Girl, sort of our uh, our goal race. So we've had a lot of fun, um, not a lot of injuries, which is great. Bonus, yes. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, so that kind of took a, took a lot of the year for sure. Um, one of the other things I've been doing is I actually just recently joined um, 
uh, TNT Fitness. So it's a local uh, fitness uh, club in Abbotsford and we do a lot of strength training and TRX and, and that kind of thing. So what kind of results are you finding with your new fitness program? So it's been great. Really a lot of increased flexibility, functional movement, increased strength. Which... What, is fu what does functional movement mean? Well, just the ability to kind of move in different ways um, easily and with, with strength. Um, mm. And it helps with actually preventing injuries mm. too. Yeah, so it's it's a great uh, great gym. Tag, he's the owner. He's actually going to be coming out and doing the warm up for us at the Salvation Army too. So uh -huh. we're really excited about that. Qualified fitness leader and a yeah. motivational kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he will kick your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, Marie, you are the uh, leader, the organizer of the Santa Shuffle. You've yeah. been doing it for quite some time now. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is, we, we talk about the event itself, but can you tell us a little bit about the, the backstory, the history of the Santa Shuffle? For sure. So, I, was, I actually was attending the Salvation Army Church in Abbotsford for a number of years and made a connection with uh, Deb Lowell. She was the kind of community relations at the time. Um, and... When they decided to take this on, um, she came to me. She knew I was a runner, so mm. she came to me for a little bit of help here and there. Mm. Foot in the door. <laughs> yeah, foot in the door. So that's kind of really where it started. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so 11 years ago, we, we did our first run. And we had a, you know, we had a pretty big team at that point. But she actually ended up um, moving to the head office um, out in, uh, you know, out in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, you know, I understand the running community. I've done a lot of races myself. Mm -hmm. um, I really do enjoy sort of the, the event planning and that kind of thing. So it was just a natural transition into kind of stepping up and, and taking on the role. Yeah. Now, how many years has it been for you? 11 years 11 now. years. It's yeah. going by so quickly. Yeah. So tell us about some of the challenges in planning the event, uh, the Santa Shuffle. Yeah. So well, this year, um, a couple of things. We actually have a new route that we've planned. So a little bit. Uh, I remember the old route. Tell us about yeah, the new one. So the new route's going to be around Rotary Stadium. Mm. And well, we're going to start at the track and yeah. we're going to run through Discovery Trail, do a 5K loop kind of through the trail. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really excited about it. But with the new route, there's also, you know, the, the challenges too, right? And mm -hmm. kind of figuring out um, where we're going to need all the race marshals and the flags we want to keep everyone safe and yeah. running in the right direction yes yeah what was the motivation for the new route we actually grew out of our old space what does that mean grew out which is great so we we had about four we hit our our kind of plateau at about 400 runners mm -hmm. and we found at that um that amount of runners that the parking wasn't um, really enough for where we were. Right. And so we really want to, we need to expand. We really want to expand. And so we decided to choose, uh, just choose a new venue this year to mm -hmm. see if that'll help. Yeah. And Rotary yeah. Stadium can surely accommodate that amount They've of vehicles. They've got a huge parking mm -hmm. lot. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're really excited about that and to see, see how it's going to go. Um, Wendy, the lady who is the manager of the running room, she actually moved away this year too. She retired. Where did she move? Yeah, she moved up to the interior. Oh, okay. So, you know, she's been a huge, huge support, but the running room is doing a great job of stepping mm. up um, with the managers that they have in place now too. Um, and then also another challenge was the, uh, the city 
kind of change some of their systems this year. So just getting used to that a little bit um, and trying to figure out, you know, just navigating their systems to submit all of the right paperwork mm, yeah. and forms and all of that sort of stuff. So And yeah. thankfully they have a pro like you who's been around and knows the ins and outs and probably can grease the wheels at City Hall fairly persuasively. Well, yeah, I've made some connections there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we're facing um, isn't actually logistics. It's really that, you know, we've, we've hit a plateau. Um, we've hit a plateau in our registrations and we've hit a plateau even in our um, our pledges okay. coming in. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen we've hit a threshold and actually it's been about the last three years. In 2005, you know, the Salvation Army provided 47,000 nutritious meals to families in our community. Um, and in 2016, that number actually grew to 116,000. Wow. Yeah, so that's a 145% increase. You, you crunched the numbers. I sure did, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, if we if we extrapolate that out over the next 10 years, um, our, our fundraising efforts are going to have to provide enough money to provide approximately 284,000 meals. Mm-hmm. So to put that in a bit of perspective for you, um, let's say... You have now you have a family of six. Feed them. You can afford to feed them and clothe them and provide the essentials. Okay. Right. So you know what if over the next ten years your income didn't increase yet your you had your in laws move in. Mm. How does that sound? <laughs> Sounds cozy. But... <laughs> your in laws move in, then some cousins. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a best friend and their family, and all of a sudden you find yourself not with six but 15 people in your home that you have to feed and clothe right without any extra income on the same income on the same income Mm -hmm. um this would be really hard to sustain um yet this is what is really happening with our event right now and in our community the the need is really growing at a staggering rate and we really have to figure out what we're going to do different um, to keep up with the demand. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of our reality right now. So that's really the biggest challenge. And we're really hoping that a change to a new venue, mm-hmm. um, it maybe might invite some you know different people to come. It might encourage more people. Um, just because we have the, you know, the bandwidth for the parking and all of that. So that that's our hope mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and then, you know, one of the things we want to do too is just really connect with the, that uh, next generation of givers. Right. And so one of the things that we're, we're planning to do, and we started to do this year, and we're going to do more so even next year, is just really target those elementary schools and those middle schools. So how do you do that? You know, it's not easy. Um, there's lots of sort of red tape, right, to kind of mm, get in. Get into and, a, yeah. especially an elementary school. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, what we've done is we've targeted um, some of this, you know, the private schools Mm -hmm. where it's a little bit easier. Okay. And just really getting in there. um, This year we were able to just provide little flyers so that the kids could bring home. Mm -hmm. Um, And next year we're hoping to maybe get in there and work with the athletic directors um, and, you know, to get the kids involved um, a bit earlier on so they can start training for the run. Yeah, that sounds cute. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, they can feel like they're working towards a goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that. Uh, that's kind of on the horizon but we really do need to target that next generation of givers so that they can really get excited about giving back to their community mm-hmm. unfortunately you know you know the next generation it really sometimes is a lot about you know sort of what they need and what they want and um, if, if we don't do something you know something soon mm-hmm. um, we you know we may lose some of our long time time givers um, and we just really do need to to kind of look at what's next, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. Appeal yeah. to the younger generation. I exactly. mean, these are the folks who are going to be 
paying the bills and running the show for for us when we're uh, a little bit later on in our years. So being able to create that culture of giving and sharing um, is hopefully uh, it's going to benefit all of us, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, I also understand, in, in addition to some of the challenges, you've got some uh, pretty fantastic success stories of giving as well. We absolutely do. You know, I'll, I'll start to tell you a story about two uh, sisters who have actually been coming out to the Santa Shuffle um, and supporting the Salvation Army for about five years now. So five um, years, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're actually one of our top 10 fundraisers. They've been in our top 10, you know, for the last four years or so. And they believe really strongly in what they're doing. Um, they're bright, really motivated, um, and, and really set a great example for our community. Um, with all the money they've raised, they've been able to um, provide funds to feed hundreds of nutritionist meal, nutritional meals to families. They've been able to keep beds open um, for the homeless. They've been able to send underprivileged kids to camp. They've, they've been able to provide angel tree gifts for children. Now, what's um, an angel tree gift? Yeah, so that's some. Um, if you go to the mall, mm-hmm. you'll see that um, you can go and you can actually pick a little angel off of a tree okay. and then go away and, and choose a gift for that that child. Oh, so okay. that, that angel that you pick is, is a child. Um, and then you can go buy a gift for that child mm-hmm. and, and bring it back to the, the Salvation Army, wherever it is. It's usually in the malls they okay. set it up. Yeah. And these two individuals have been doing that, plus some fundraising. Plus some through- fundraising. Mm-hmm. They've been just really doing a lot in the community, um, you know, providing emergency food hampers with the funds that they've raised. Um, so they've really done a lot. And, um, you know, when you ask them what the greatest thing that they've experienced through their fundraising efforts... They just respond with, well, people are getting taken care of. Um, They're getting food to eat. They're getting a place to sleep. And when they were asked why they keep coming back year after year, very simple response. So Mm. the Salvation Army gets more money. Ah. (laughs) These two sisters haven't actually graduated college yet. Um, In fact, they're not even in middle school. So how, how old are these people? <laughs> Their names are Kaylee and Jenna, and they're seven and nine. Seven and nine years seven old. And, and they've been doing this old. for how many years? For four, four or five years now. And raising tons of money for all sorts of initiatives in conjunction Thousands with the... Thousands of dollars wow. between the both of them. And, and really... Sets the bar pretty high for the rest of it us. It sure does. Uh-huh. You know, they're the future of giving in our community. Yeah. And, you know, and I just love that story because it just goes to show that um, it doesn't matter how old you are you can give back yeah. you know you can you can really support your community no matter what age mm-hmm. so that's where we're you know we want we we want to we need more more kaylee's and more jenna's mm. in our community and coming out so yeah and perhaps um when we're talking about giving um you're quick to clarify that you are the volunteer <laughs> event director so yeah. you've been giving of your time for 11 years yeah, yeah. And you know, it's not without great support. I mm-hmm. mean, the Salvation Army um, has a team that they're they're wonderful. So I've got a really great support team kind of backing me up um, and helping. They're a really wonderful organization to work with. And I mean, they're just really grateful for any for any help they can get mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And, and long-term consistent help is hard to find. Yeah, you know, and once you do it a few times, right, it does yeah. become easier and easier. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's why, you know, after 11 years, you kind of have, uh, you have a few things sort of down pat, yes. right? <laughs> Let's talk about Marie and the future of the Santa Shuffle. Is this yeah. a long, long-term relationship? What do you, uh, you were talking mm-hmm. about some changes and you've implemented some changes. How much longer... Are you going to stay at this gig? You know, I really, I, I want to continue doing it for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, until we see every elementary school sending a group of kids out, until we see every middle school sending a mm. group of kids out, you know, until we can quadruple what we're bringing mm. in. I, I just, I want to see it grow um, and I, I want to see it become more prominent in the community. So, and whatever that takes and however mm -hmm. long it takes, I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. Okay, excellent. Sure. So yeah. <laughs> a person with a plan and the motivation to, to get the job done. Let's get excited about this year. So tell yeah. us the who, what, when, where, why. So this year it's happening not too far from not today. Not too far, this Saturday coming up. Which is December, yeah, December the, the first. first. Yes. Yeah. So start time is 10 a.m. Um, with a warm-up at 9.45. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, just at Rotary Stadium. Um, the start-finish line will be just be right on the track there. The and, and parking is much easier now? Way easier. Mm -hmm. Lots of parking. Lots of parking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, it's always the first Saturday um, of every December. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're we're really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we we're up to about three hundred, just over three hundred participants now. Mm -hmm. But there's lots that kind of roll in at the end. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But if you're out there listening and you want to sign up, I'd really encourage you to kind of get on online right away and do it. <laughs> and how do they do that? Yeah, SantaShuffle.ca. SantaShuffle.ca. Yep. Yeah, and you just pick Abbotsford um, and it's really easy to go there and, and sign up. So right now um, you can sign up as an individual, you sign up as a family. You still um, can do that. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. A family. So that's up to six people and then, or as a group and that's mm. up to 10 people. Right. Yeah. For individual registration, it's $30 for the family, 90 and for a team or corporate, uh, 225. 225. Yeah. And there's still room available Lots and of to room. be encouraged. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I know some people like to, you know, do this for the altruistic reasons, but there's some yeah. of us who, you know, and having done it a number of times, I know that you always have lots of neat stuff. So what sorts of medals, what sorts of prizes or awards do you have uh, um, for this year? Um, we have, for our, for our fundraising efforts, um, there's running room gift cards um, and t-shirts. Okay, so and the then, running room is still involved in a big yeah, way? Yeah, the running room is, yeah, they're, they're a great support um, just as far as helping out with, uh, with some of that. And then medals for the first, second, and third male, female, and youth. So once again, Marie, can you tell us how a person can uh, a person can get involved for this year's Santa Shuffle? Yeah, so it's as simple as um, SantaShuffle.ca, going on the website, uh, choosing Abbotsford as the run location, um, and just signing up online. Um, if you can't, ha you know, if you um, aren't able to get online, you can also sign up at the running room Thursday and Friday. So Thursday from five till eight and Friday from one till eight. And you can also sign up the day of. But get um, there early. But get there early. So yes. how early should they get there? You want to get there by about nine o'clock or so. Okay. Yeah. I see a finish line ahead of you. Your, your hard work as the, the volunteer race director for the Santa Shuffle is done at about what time on Saturday? Well, you know, usually everything wraps up by about noon or so. Uh -huh. And then there's just a little bit of kind of crunching, uh, crunching the numbers and seeing where we're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So by now, about 1230 or so. <laughs> yes. And I remember in the past, uh, you were saying to me, that's when you're 
Christmas shopping begins. Uh, what do you have in store for your finish line celebrations this year, Marie? Well, I'll tell you, that same day is my niece's 11th birthday. Ah. And my sister has asked me very nicely if I could come and help organize and bring the energy and help with the games. And so that's what I'll be doing after the Santa shuffle, yes. Oh, wow, a, a double hit. You're going to sleep well that night. I will, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and then Christmas shopping after that. And Christmas shopping. Oh, <laughs> yeah. boy, the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh -huh. Hope so. <laughs> so before yeah. we let you go, Marie, uh, I don't think you've ever answered this question before, but uh, you're about to. Okay. So the question is this. Okay. If you could be an animal oh. other than a human being, and other, other than the Energizer Bunny, because you've already <laughs> claimed that, but if you could be an animal other than a human, what animal would you be? And tell us why. Okay. You know, I've I've always really had a thing for unicorns, Kevin. Mm. Um, and before they came popular and trendy. Mm. And so I, I think probably a unicorn, because really a unicorn can just be anything that it wants to be. <laughs> and it does have unlimited energy when it needs it. Absolutely. <laughs> and thank you for your unlimited energy, Marie. Well, thank you so much for having me uh, back again. And I just really appreciate your support of the Santa Shuffle and, and getting the word out into the community. This Fit Tip of the Week comes to us thanks to the Dr. Gabe Merkin website. Often when I'm at the Rotary Stadium in Abbotsford, I see these people running around the track. Sometimes they're men, sometimes they're women, sometimes they're young, sometimes they're old. That really doesn't matter. They're all out there dressed in their running gear and fancy running shoes and they're doing laps around the track and that's great. They're putting in time, getting fresh air and they're burning calories, all part of a solid fitness or wellness program. They could however be getting even more out of those 40 or 50 minutes they spend at the track and that of course is through running intervals. Now you may ask yourself what advantage is there to killing myself on the track anyway? I just want to run, have some fun and not get injured. Well, the first thing I want to clear up is you don't have to kill yourself doing intervals to enjoy their benefits. And they don't have to be complicated, requiring cell phones connected to Soviet satellites or reams of paper with lots of neon highlighting. Here's an example of a do-it-yourself interval session for the next time you are at Rotary Stadium, Matsky Trail, or the Vetter Canal Paths. The first thing you need to do is a proper warm-up because the last thing you want to do is pull a muscle, burn up too much energy, or both because you were just impatient. And don't pay any attention to that 9-year-old flying by you at warp speed. You'll get your chance to crush that little munchkin momentarily. Now notice I said a proper warm-up. The first two or even three minutes should be spent at what I call ludicrous slow speed. This could be just a wee bit faster than your regular walking pace, just to introduce your lungs and legs to what you've got planned for them over the next 40 or so minutes. While you're doing this, take the time to do what many coaches call a body scan. How's the body doing? How are those knees, ankles, Achilles, and the rest of you? Yeah, most of us over 40 are going to have some creaky stuff going on, but is there anything unusual or sinister? If things are still cranky over about 10 minutes, maybe today is just the day for a walk or just some light jogging, and that's okay. But assuming the body and the mind and the spirit are willing, let's get to work. This ain't going to be complicated. After your 10-minute warm-up is done, keep running, but pick up the pace gradually. Gradually pick it up to the point where your muscles are lightly burning 
or your breathing is really labored, and then slow right down, but keep running. Congratulations, that's an interval. No need for a fancy watch or a complex workout plan. Interval workouts are just about running quickly, recovering, and then doing it over and over and over again without killing yourself or getting injured. Now you may be asking, how long should I be running for? And for a beginner, it's usually going to be about 10 to 20 seconds of the fast stuff, followed by about a minute of slow stuff. As you get fitter, you might want to increase the length of the hard stuff to maybe 30 seconds, but make sure you're getting enough rest after those longer efforts to hit that next interval fresh and hard. You don't want to be starting a new interval while you're still gasping for air. You also may be asking yourself, how many of these intervals should I run? Again, if you're a beginner, start sensibly with something like 5 to 10 of these. When you feel like you're ready to step things up, maybe move on to 15 or 20 of them. Now, when you're doing these intervals, you may feel that burning sensation in your legs. And provided you had a proper warm-up, that burning sensation is likely caused from a buildup of lactic acid in your muscles. And that's a good sign. By subjecting your muscles to lactic acid, you train them how to use it up more quickly. The faster that you can use lactic acid, the more quickly you can run because that fuel requires less oxygen to burn than even sugar does. Doing this means you can run or cycle or swim faster and over longer periods of time. Of course, by going hard instead of just plodding along, you're also damaging your muscles, but in a good way. By cranking it up on those short intervals, you're causing more muscle damage that results in increased strength and greater oxygen debts. That in turn, when you do heal, makes you stronger and faster. So there you have the performance benefits of interval training. And once again, it doesn't have to be complicated or super hard. If you're a beginner, just do your warm-up and then run hard for 10 to 20 seconds. Run easy for a minute or enough time to catch your breath and do it again. Do that and you'll be on the road to better run fitness. Thanks again to the Dr. Gabe Merkin website on the science and the benefits of interval training. And that's your Fit Tip of the Week. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wentings in Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is 40th. And also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Take your first step to the finish line by starting with TriJoy. Check the link at the bottom of this page to get things going. I'd like to thank Marie Lashley from the Santa Shuffle for being our guest. Remember, the Santa Shuffle is this Saturday, December the 1st. Head to Rotary Stadium by 9 to sign up. Be listening next time when Kevin Watt will be back for his social media shoutouts. Zach Neufeld is here for Between the Ears, and I'll have another look at the upcoming event schedule. For all of us at Fitspeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening. <laughs>